this week on Sportsmanlike Conduct. We break down the Detroit Lions game against the San Francisco 49ers. More problems for the Lions. We'll talk about what they have to do to fix that going into three tough games in a row. And then we'll talk about college football with two teams on top of it in Clemson and Alabama. A couple of names you've heard in the college football playoff the past couple of years. We'll talk about if anyone can take them down and what it will take to take them down. And then we'll talk about Michigan versus SMU, what kind of changes happened there and what happened in that game, all that and more on Sportsmanlike Conduct next. And hello, everyone, and welcome into this podcast of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the sports show where we talk and you listen. My name is Andrew McDonald, and across from me, as always, is Evan Petzold. Evan, how we doing? You know, off the show before we started, I was feeling a little bit hyper, just having an outstanding, outstanding day. One of those days where you just can't beat it. One of the best that I probably had since coming back to school. Did really well on a project, a quiz, an exam today. Just a whole lot of that all balled up into one. And, and now here I am on the show with you guys. And, and you know I love being here. So great to be here. Happy to be here. Hopefully I can calm down a little bit. But if things get heated, I, I might unleash. And to, and to my right is Elena Haas. Uh, this will this will be the last time for a while she'll be on the podcast until she comes back. Um, Elena, you want to tell us why? I'm getting knee surgery again, but um, that's that's uh, I'm pretty used to that. This will be my eighth one, so hopefully it'll be the last one. But I am happy because you guys want to guess why Dwayne Wade's coming back for one more season. <laughs> so uh, I was pretty uh, excited about that the other day. I was actually like. Did you guys watch the video? Yeah. I watched the video, too. So I was, like, watching it, and I was, like, he made it sound like he was going to retire, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So I was, like, bawling my eyes out for, like, nine <laughs> minutes of the 10-minute video. You got to tell me right now, first reaction, what was it? What did when, you do? I mean, when, did you when scream? When he was coming back? Did you, did you scream? Did you cry? Like, I mean, realistically, what did you do? When he, when he said he was coming back? Yes. I was bawling already because I thought he was going to say he was done. And you then, were really crying. No, I was sobbing. I okay. asked my roommates, yeah. I was sobbing, laying on the couch, watching this video, and then he said he was coming back, and like that turned into like a relief, like a relief sob. But then I was also like, "What am I gonna do next year when he's actually done?" So. Yeah, well, that that that's kind of was my <laughs> ensuing question: is what are you gonna do next know. year when he's done? I mean, is there a player that you kind of have slated as number two right now? LeBron, for sure. But um, yeah, but I mean, real, re- realistically that. though, I mean, you you ask anybody who their favorite player is, and they're gonna say. LeBron, Kobe, MJ. Not many would say Dwayne Wade, and nothing against Dwayne Wade, but just the fact that he's not, you know, maybe at the stardom that those guys are. Is there like an under the radar player that you're just kind of becoming attached to throughout all this, or is it really just it's you know D Wade and LeBron? It's really just them. I mean, you can throw an Isaiah Thomas. In okay, there too. no, that's that's a respectable one. That's so, one that I would say would I like be him a lot. would be good. Okay. Well, so. just like you were sobbing during that video, I'll probably be sobbing <laughs> that you're not gonna be with us for the oh, next couple I months, bet. but. You're gonna have to just. You guys are just gonna have to listen to me and the kid in the green shirt. You're across from me. Go at it for a couple of months. I guess we'll. we'll it's kind of we'll bright. Can, it's kind of bright green. It is bright. It's almost yeah. blinding in here with the rest of the green in this room. That's how we're I do it. The fourth floor of Moore Hall. But anyways, we'll get into some sports now for you guys. And I mean, if you're a Lions fan, it's just gotta be getting harder and harder. Cause I, uh, I like I said, first five games of the year not easy. I mean, the Jets were the one that. Were probably the game you thought they could have win. I think the Jets proved on Sunday what they actually are as a team compared to how they played against Detroit. This would have probably been your second best game to win with Garoppolo, who really tried to give the Lions back the game. I mean, and even with the the play at the end of the game, the Lions hit the special teams play, get called back on Agnew's return for a touchdown, and then the interception got called back from Garoppolo on a on a holding call in the defense. So 
they had their chances, but they came on too late. Um, you know, Stafford throws three touchdowns in this game, but again, he missed wide open receivers. He missed Marvin Jones um, early in the game a couple times for touchdowns. Would have been easy scores. Your leading rusher again, Kerryon Johnson, for a total of 43 yards. So the running game still is not there. They're not using it enough. I mean, you're only getting eight carries. That's still not enough. They're playing from behind a lot. I'm seeing 53 passes from Stafford. I'm not seeing anything different from last year, which is what you kind of hope to see with an offensive line that was praised and was supposed to be better um, and, a, and a quarterback you know, that, that can maybe have more time because of a running game. Hasn't been any of that so far. They're still struggling. I know that it's only a three-point loss on the road, but it definitely was more than that, actually. The Lions just kind of put it together at the end of the game um, and made something of it. So maybe they can carry that into next week. But they got the Patriots coming to town for Sunday night football. So where, where are you at with this team? And... Do they have a chance to win this game? I mean, what what do they got to do right now? What what can they do different than what they've already been doing? Because it's not working. Sure, the NFL might be a passing league, right? Yeah, and you you would say that, but the lines are just getting blasted in in the run game. They rank dead last in run defense, and I think that's what really needs to change. Is when you're facing uh, opponents, and when you even when you talk to opposing coaches or coaches just in general for that matter, they say. The run game is the most important. You got you got to have the run game, and yeah, the pass game it opens up options for the run game. But if you can develop a run game right from the start, it's a game changer. Look at the Lions from the past couple years. Even even going back to you know, even when they had Reggie Bush, like sure, after they lost him, who'd they have to run the football? <laughs> haven't had anybody. And have they done much in the playoffs? No. So that's I mean, they what made that, the playoffs that, and they lose. That's that's, that's what I'm saying though. That's, that's my some point. people find acceptable in Detroit though. Which well, that, is what's that's sad. that's my point though. Is you look at the Lions right now and they're last in run defense and looks what look look what's happening to them. They're getting they're getting ran all over. And when teams run all over you, they usually win the game. Yep. The Lions they haven't had a running game either. And when they can't run the ball, what do they do? They lose. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of goes hand in hand. It's it's run run game and then also. The defense. It's just got to change, and a lot of that starts with, with Matt Patricia. It's it's atrocious. For sure, it's a disastrous start. He's definitely had a rough a rough judgment here through these first two games too. I'm not. You haven't heard a lot of good stuff come back, and especially you see 30 points on the board. You know that's that's not good when he's a defensive minded coach in any facet. So, Elena, I mean, what are what are you seeing right now? Um, well, I just thought it was like after they were down, what was it like 17, 17 yeah. nothing? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I was actually really surprised that they came back. They had a comeback, but it's like really important. Like, why can't they capitalize? Like, they could they had a chance at the end of the game. So, that's just I mean, it's Lions football, I guess. But you have to be able to if you're gonna make that comeback, you have to be able to capitalize. It, well, and people will say it's a part of the game that those penalties happen, or like you know, it's it, so what they were down. You know, they were coming back. That holding call was weak on the pass, or whatever. That should have been an interception, or the block in the back wasn't actually a block in the back. That should have been a touchdown from Agnew. That's the kind of stuff you can't rely on, though. I mean, no matter, in my opinion, you have to be able to take control of the game to start, and the Lions haven't been able to do that again. And if anything, they look like the same team from the end of last year, if not worse, than where they are. So it's not they're not making progress. They haven't gotten any better. And don't get me wrong, eight carries for Carrion Johnson for 43 yards isn't that bad. But it's not that get, good either, though. It's, it's, not, that it's good. not that good. But maybe maybe just give him the rock more. Maybe 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 stop with Legarrette Blunt. Maybe stop with all these different guys. Maybe that's ruining it. I think that their their best back so far has been Johnson. It's just they're not they're not doing enough different schemes or letting this guy play enough consistently. If you keep changing guys all the time, you know, three different running backs. Theoretic, I mean, he might be hurt anyway, so he might not be playing. But 
he dropped a key pass like again, like to to get him a first down in that last drive that would have helped him out. He hasn't really done what he's supposed to do this year. I, it's right now. I think you got to stick with one running back and see if that works out for a while. I just don't think Matthew Stafford should be throwing the ball fifty three times in a game. Great arm, yeah, great quarterback. Well, period. He shouldn't be doing but when, that. But, but when, when you're, you're down. but when you're two, when you're only two running backs that you gave the ball to, not counting a jet sleep to Golden Tate, and then Matthew Stafford's you know one carry for eight yards. The two running backs that you played in Carry on Johnson and LeGarrette Blunt, they combined for 16 carries. That's it. Yeah. 16 carries, eight for each of them. That's all it was. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. That that is not enough. No, that, it's not. It, it is, you are so one dimensional. But it's game type. It's because they're losing out of the gate. It's because they're getting themselves know, in these holes. I know, but it's just so one dimensional. And the only way to break that, you know, one dimensional feeling when you're down. Is just to run the ball, even if it's a th- even if you have a three and out, and you run the ball three times, or you you know you pass short and you run twice, and it's a three and out, whatever. At least it mixes it up, though. You know, at least it mm-hmm. keeps the defense on their toes, and that's something that they haven't been able to do this year is keep defenses on their toes at all. And I think a lot of that starts with the fact that Stafford's throwing the ball over fifty times. That that's that should not be acceptable. And I get it; he didn't throw an interception. Yay for him. You know, he threw for you yeah. know, 347 His yards. His line looks but, great again. But that's what's going to happen when you throw the ball 53 times. Now the yeah, interceptions, exactly. interceptions. Kudos to him. That's on that that that's his good. That's his good job. But but that's the, his good. But doing. the missed passes. If you if if you watch the game, that's the problem. He missed touchdowns early in the game that really could have gave them a chance to oh, jump yeah. out to an even bigger lead. I mean, the oh, first yeah. drive they scored looked great, and they missed a couple of wide open touchdowns to Marvin Jones in the end zone. You can't do that. I mean, he has to be better than that. That's why, I mean, yeah, and you look at his stat line, 34-53 isn't that bad. 347 yards is great. Three touchdowns, but that all comes in garbage time when they're losing by mm-hmm. how much already, and you have to have everything go right to be able to come back and win the game. And, yeah, they almost did, but they had a couple penalties get it called back, but the, you put yourself in that position. That's my biggest problem right now. Elena, is there any way that you think they should be mixing their run game in better? Or, I mean, what's your take on I it? mean, you just, you can't, yeah, like you guys said, you can't throw the ball that many times because, I mean, everybody knows what you're doing all the time. So, you have to you have to mix it up a little bit and just change what you're doing. But we haven't we haven't seen it, and you're not going to win a game until you do something different. I mean, if he throws two picks on the last two drives instead of you know two touchdowns, yep. he has nowhere near as many yards, and he has one touchdown and two interceptions. It's a total game changer. Yeah. So where is that in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter? I'm just sick of watching Lions <laughs> come back football because... Yeah, everyone wants to talk about it like it matters and talk about how last year they came back against all these teams and they were the best team. They did it against teams that were weak, that weren't good, that they probably shouldn't have been losing to in the first place. And I said that all season. Now they're trying to do it against teams that are decent. I mean, even the 49ers tried to give it back to them, but they, they, I mean, they couldn't do it because they were down by simply too many points. Can't do that in the road against any NFL team. I don't care who it is. So... On Sunday night, you're coming up against a team against like in the Patriots that, you know, they've struggled. Obviously, last week, Blake Bortles tore them apart in the passing game. They they didn't have a good game. They were they struggled. The Patriots struggled to find anything, and their defense was all over Brady. And they're a team that also doesn't have very much of a run game right now. They're they're playing their rookie that they drafted more than anybody else, Michelle, um, out of the backfield because that that's just kind of the guy they have right now. Burkhead wasn't getting carries or anything like that. So you know, the Patriots are a team that's kind of struggling right now, too, and they got dominated by Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's able to throw all over them. You would expect that Stafford's going to be able to throw all over them, but I think he's played, you know, two defenses right now that haven't been very good in the past couple of years. And again, he had the good numbers on Sunday against the 49ers, but those didn't come till prevent defense and easy time to pass. So, you know, 
I don't, what do you guys expect to see against the Patriots? Well, I'm really excited to see Josh Gordon get out there and play for the Patriots after you know coming over from the Cleveland yeah, Browns. That's a, that's, that's a guy that I'm excited to see. I mean, he's really big move. been arrested a handful of times, <laughs> fined a handful of times, been charged with you know DUIs a couple times. He's definitely had his time, you know, in he the was dumps going to play football, but then he got high. <laughs> yeah, got you remember, you remember what? Well, you remember what? You remember what Stephen A. Smith said. On the Maybe on his not. one first take, you know, stay off the damn weed, oh, yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't. Yeah, right. It's just it's bad. I mean, how do you, I mean the Browns actually look like a team that they, I mean they've been around like and been able to compete with teams at least this year. I mean, obviously they still can't just get the win, but Josh Gordon's a huge difference maker, and all of a sudden he's just gone after week one again. Well, here's my question to you about Josh Gordon, and you know, yeah, we'll get into the the game talk, but just looking at. Josh Gordon in general, knowing his track rec- record, you know, knowing what you know about you know, the game of football, and, and also Bill Belichick as a coach, does a coach change a player like that? I mean, you can look or, at— Or no, because— you, you can look at the Patriots in their past, though, and some of the players they've had. Now, I mean, Josh Gordon is a special case. I think he might be worse than anyone had, but Randy Moss, that was a guy with a head case, came there and was good for him. Yeah, but Belichick has a—yeah, and Belichick, he has a no-tolerance policy. He does. You so know how if tight you mess he up, coaches. He might, but when you, I think when you start playing for a team like the Patriots and you realize, like—and now right now they're, they're looking like a team that might be struggling to start the year, so I don't know. But in the past, like, obviously they've been a team that's a Super Bowl contender every season. Maybe that changes your mind a little bit, too, when you're playing there. You're like, man, I could I could win it all. I could be at the top of the game. Just by being on this team. I mean, Brandon Cooks last year is a guy that came over barely. I mean, yeah, he kind of came out late in the season, but they. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl. That's that's what you go to New England for, and maybe I, he thinks that way. I assume it's got to be tough playing for the Browns, losing all those games. You want to go home and smoke or something and like that. That's probably like, I don't know. what was in his head a lot of the time. I mean, obviously, if, just an assumption. I'm not. I'm not making any claims or saying that was the case. But I mean, if I were a Browns fan after uh, they just missed that extra point, who know what you day, do? Oof, yeah. <laughs> but but really though, I, I think he's a he's a game changer. He he really does give Tom Brady and Slay might a not, true threat. Slay might not be playing. In this I know. Game. So that does yeah. hurt them a lot with guys like Chris Hogan, Gronk. I mean, they they still got plenty of receivers there too. Yeah, but not not like they used to though. And that that's no. the thing. You you look at their at their list of guys, and I mean, it's pretty much Rob Gronk, and like that's your only guy that's really like solidified himself at, at, at this point. I think as a big time big time player. Josh Gordon obviously, you know, has those accolades, but just hasn't been able to stay on the field. And also, I think I think he's a deep threat. He's a he's a speedster. He brings a lot of different things. He brings a youth to the team that, that you know they don't really have anymore. They're they're not a young team. They're no, not. no, the Patriots are old. So <laughs> exactly. So you know, take take a guy like like Josh Gordon, throw him in there, let him run around a little bit, let him you know use his youth to his advantage. Well, I, I think that's going to be huge. I, I don't think it helps the Lions that they're catching the Patriots on a week where they they played terrible and you saw the frust- you saw the frustration in Brady's face. Gronk well, yeah, was you a know guy how that Gronk was out. a guy that talked smack and then he they didn't do anything um against, against the the Jags like he said he was going to or wasn't nervous or whatever. I I I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but I know that he, there was an issue there between those two and the Jags won that battle and Josh Gordon's a guy that just got Kicked off a team that he's been on for many years. So these guys are going to come in like, you know, we want to prove something. Sunday Night Football, we're playing in front of the whole nation. That doesn't exactly help the Lions when your top cover corner is out either. So that's, that's what I was going to bring up too. I was going to say Brady Brady takes a loss worse than anyone. Yeah, for I sure. Would say. And he's not going to he lose two in a row. He was frustrated on that sideline yeah. if you watched the game on Sunday. Yeah, he's not going to lose two in a row. So I think this is, I mean, it's looking bad for Detroit. It looked bad before, but now that 
that the Patriots lost the other day, there's there's no way I think that the Lions can come and win this game. It's still crazy to me how good Tom Brady looks even when the team loses. If you look at his stats oh, yeah. for the season, over 67% completion rate. You, know, you go down the list, five touchdowns, only one interception, 511 yards passing. It, it just amazes me how when that team loses, he still looks good. And that, that's the craziest thing to me. And I, and I think you know he knows that in most cases, losses aren't going to be his fault. No, I mean, and it's not even like this is the worst. What happened two years ago when they got blown out by the Chiefs in the first game and they were 0-2 to start the year? Mm-hmm. They won the Super Bowl. So it's not something that he takes like that serious when it's that early in the year. But but it still is something that you want to come back from. and you Yeah, wanna, he, he's going to want to win this Oh, game. yeah, you want to put the pedal to the metal and drive it down the Lions' throat if you're the Patriots, you don't especially to Tom Brady. You to Detroit Lions oh, no. team that is definitely trying to figure out a lot more than the Patriots. And no. The Patriots still know what they are. I don't think the Lions know what they are in the running game. I don't think they know what they are in an offensive line, and I don't think they have an identity on defense right now because without your top guy that you're paying the most money to play over there and a defense has kind of just been on the field all the time and struggled, sure they've been good at times. I think if they get more offense, they'll be better. But nevertheless, I think the Patriots are still a little bit more of a complete team. But it is interesting because they just got roughed up last week, the Patriots, that is, and the Lions are 0-2. So it's two teams coming in that really need a win, I think. I mean, but, at this point, who are the Lions anyway? I I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I, I guarantee I'm still I'm with my full on bet they're gonna go on five to start the start this. So and they have so much to figure out. There's no way they're gonna figure it out against the Patriots. Nope. I, I don't no I don't think so either. So it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens Sunday night. But another thing that kind of caught my eye um, was the was this past weekend um, late late in the hours of uh, Saturday night. Um, they there was a tweet from uh, Chris Fowler. Um, that came out, and he said, from hashtag CFP Marco Pav to or the downer of the first three weeks, stronger than ever since that a very small number of teams looks capable of winning the, the CFP trophy. The CFP is the college football playoff. Lack of fresh blood and regional diversity is never ideal. Our version of Warriors versus Cavs. But hey, somebody step up and prove me wrong. So what he's essentially trying to say about that tweet is, is that you're talking about the the David and Goliaths of of you know the 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 top the all the the big guys in college football right now again it's Alabama Georgia and Clemson and sure Ohio State would be a different team to make it this year but they've won it in the past year since it's been around and they've been there for you know a couple of years it's the four top teams that are still in the college football playoff and they're still there competing is there really anybody else in this ranking set and I know that there hasn't been an official college football playoff ranking that's came out yet. But you know the top four are going to be right now. Is there any? Is there anybody on the outside looking in that could prove to Fowler's point and prove him wrong and you know win this? Did Chris Fowler not see Kansas blow the doors off Rutgers this past week, fifty-five <laughs> fourteen? Do the Jayhawks have a winning record, Heaven? Two and one. They have a winning record. <laughs> Two and one. Watch out, Jayhawks Nation. On the real, on, on the real though, on the real, I think everyone, I think you know Chris Fowler and everybody needs to take a chill pill. I really do. I mean, Hot take. Let's 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 look at you know the the two thousands and we'll run it from two thousand to two thousand eight, real quick. Oklahoma, Miami, Ohio State, USC, USC, Texas, Florida, LSU, Florida. So that was your national championship, na- national champions from two thousand to two thousand eight. Yep. I don't hear Alabama. Where's Clemson? Not there. Not there. Where I mean, you got we got Ohio State in there once. Mm-hmm. Which they're usually is, relevant. Is LSU relevant anymore? Is Florida relevant? Is USC relevant? No, I, is Miami but, relevant a little bit? Oklahoma, yeah, they're relevant, but really, I mean, I mean, wh- where where is USC anymore? 
And where is where is well, Mar- where is Miami to make the top twenty five right now? Where, where's Texas? What about Florida? LSU not there. Like that's what I'm trying to say is is that's where it was. You know, what eight to fifteen yeah, years let's ago? Let's listed since 2011. It's been Alabama, 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 Florida State, Ohio State, Alabama, mm-hmm. Clemson, Alabama. That's my point, though. Okay. Tides change. Roll tide. Okay, so things but change. T- so, but things change. It, it, it'll happen. It's a process. Like, but I think what he's trying to say is Rome is, isn't built in three days. Teams, you know, teams rise and teams fall, and that that's what happens. I mean, you got to remember there were times when BYU was was extremely relevant. Pitt was relevant. I mean. Nebraska was a team that was going for the national championship year after year in the 70s. Like it, it's it's one of those things where it just comes and goes. I mean, even Minnesota in the 60s and it, Iowa too back then. But Alabama's been going for a while, man. And even when they're not winning it, they're in the national championship. And then Clemson, the past three years, has been in the college football playoff. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. Even looking back to that list that that I just read, it's not like Ohio State and Oklahoma and USC and Texas haven't had you know good season since then they've had a couple good seasons but they're just not as relevant yeah, and, as they and, and used to be. I know be. you're saying there's a turnover and everything. Are you asking specifically for this year if anyone's going to be able to take them down this year? Well, not year? just specifically this year, but like any time in the near future. Do you, I mean, are you are you telling me because of what happened from 2000-2008 that there's going to be a change like soon from what's happened since 2011? I really think there could be. What about a team like UCF? They're not they're not in a they're not in a big program. I mean they're they're not a huge football program, but they prove themselves and they're bringing in recruits because of it. Okay, but do you think they have what the ability a, What about they a have team like Penn State? They haven't been, you know, do they have the ability to win a national championship in the next couple of years? Oh, I think they do. If you get the right guys in there and you get the right coaching staff and you, you know, start developing players, I mean that stuff takes time. It sometimes it takes, you know, four, five, six years to really develop a team and create an identity. And I think that's what you know it does. Uh, oh yeah, I, I, agree. I, I think it does, especially for a team like UCF that needs that and needs to continue growing. Same thing with Michigan. I mean, they were so good back in the day, and now they they're, they were they went from you know really good in the Lloyd Carr eras, you know the Bo Schembechler eras, I would say. consistently good. Yeah, they were Excellent, like a Rose Bowl actually. team, but the national championship was never there. That was always the and the, then the problem. but but you know what it was though? Then it was the drop, and now yeah. it's on the comeback and. You know, Harbaugh's been here for years already. Yeah, and it's it's still a process. It takes time, and I and I think that's something I people understand don't understand. That. And it takes just as much time for a team to fall. You know, a, a, if a team, yes, you will occasionally get your. We're good for one year, and we make a crazy run, and then we're off the map. That happens, but for a team like Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, you know, whoever you want to put in there that's that's been relevant as of late. It takes time for those teams to fall too. Well, you're talking about they've won the national championship five times since 2009. And like, who doesn't want to? Who, like, what class is going to stop wanting to go to Alabama? It's not that people don't like, like stop wanting to go to Alabama, but someday there will be a coaching unless change. You're Daxton Hill, unless you're Daxton Hill, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> last some, night, Michigan fans. But someday, for whatever team it is, there will be a coaching change. Someday, Nick Saban's going to be done. It just it just happens like that. That's just how it works. Someday Jim Harbaugh is going to be done. Okay, but someday think, Mark D'Antonio is going to be but do you adios. It's not going to be near. None of these coaches are going to be done anytime soon. But but who knows? Dude, like who knows? Could happen. You're right. I mean, who who knows what happens to these guys in their personal lives? Who knows what happens? You know, if there's a, a scandal that pops up, like you know, scandals have ended. I'm runs not saying all that it couldn't end soon. I just think that 
what his tweet is trying to get across is, is this like period of time where it's been Alabama. And then now you can even throw in Clemson for the past three years is like a version of golden state and Cleveland. What's obvious. And NBA I, don't because, I don't understand what I don't get it then. So what, it's what is there any team out there that could throw that off? I mean, is there any team in, 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 in the recent years or even this year that could actually throw that off? You think any of those teams could beat them right now? I mean, right now you're looking at the same three teams from last year that were right there in Clemson, Georgia, and Alabama. And that's exactly how it was was from 2000 to 2008. It was the same group of teams that were always right there, and one came out on top. Like, things just change. That's all I'm trying to say. And if you're asking, you know, who might do it this year, who might make a difference this year, like, I mean, I don't know. You want to to toss Oklahoma in there? Do they count? Or do they not not count? And I mean, mean, they've been around, yeah. but Well, it depends on what you count as a team that's, you know, that can really step up and prove them wrong this year. I, I don't think you can just say, oh, yeah, you know, Wisconsin, I, I definitely think they're going to be good in five years. Like, you don't know these things. Like, no, you yeah, just, I you know just can't that. tell. I'm not, I'm not so, saying that, but, like. And then also, you can't you can't just say, like, yeah, I think Oklahoma can be Alabama. It's been pretty consistent, Alabama. though, that Alabama just keeps coming back and winning it. Yeah, but if you're asking. If what you're, program is nearing some some kind of, you know, monumental season to knock that off? That isn't one of the teams that's already playing there every year, which is Clemson. Georgia, Ohio State. You can even say Oklahoma because they're fifth right now. They're a team that's been in the playoff recently. I mean, you know, Stanford, Stanford, maybe Stanford, Notre Dame, Auburn, Penn State. Any of those teams that are right there. Washington was a team they made a couple years ago, but got their butts kicked. Like that's there. Any of these teams, yeah, sure, you can list them and say that it's a process and whatever. But why has this been the same thing since 2009? Why? Why is there no change? In, in college, I mean, yeah, for sure, from 08 or 2000 to 2008, yeah, well, I, I the, get what why, you're saying. Well, why have the Cavs and Warriors been so good? Why have they been so good? Well, because I, you know, they keep the same talent. Pro's a little bit different, but I'm just saying, what, what, like, is is there is there going to be any recruiting changes that are going to make this change? Is there anything that you can see in the near future from any of these teams? Like, I mean, I, I can't, I can't see a scandal a coming t- up from the Big I Ten Conference. Tell, I can't besides t- Ohio State. Is there a team that's going to come out and win it? The Big Ten? Yeah, anytime. Oh gosh. soon. <laughs> Penn State could win the Big Ten this year. Michigan could not, win the not Big Ten win the, this like, year. Are they going to come out, make the playoff, and be able to win it if they were to, you know, shock everybody and it wasn't Ohio State? I, I think, think I, I think Michigan could. I think Penn State could. I think you know Michigan State if they get their shit together. You I think, think Michigan they could. could compete with Alabama. I think Michigan could beat Alabama. I really do. I and really I, don't. <laughs> oh, I think they could beat them in one. It's one game, Andy. It's, you're not playing a best of seven series. It's no, one but I think the Big Ten's game. a lot weaker than the SEC. I think you watch it. They That's just not did what it's about, though. It's just about an individual matchup. I don't. I don't think it matters which conference is more powerful than the it other. It kind of does because if you have a better record all season in a weaker conference, that just means you're going to go and get lit up. But if you win like the Michigan Big Ten, a couple but years if you ago win the Big Ten, you're automatically in. What? But if you win the Big Ten, you're automatically in. It doesn't matter. No, no one looks at it and says, "Yeah, Alabama might be number no, one yeah, if they, they went out." But if Michigan wins out the rest of the year, yeah, and they sure win the they Big Ten, it. they'll be in the playoffs too. And then it just comes down to one game, and that's all matchups. It definitely comes down to one game. You're not wrong there. So if I just at- think when we saw that a couple of years ago with the Spartans, who had a couple of close games against Big Ten teams, what happened uh-huh. when they met up with Goliath? Oh, they got their butt kicked. <laughs> yeah, they got rolled. But I think that- the same thing would happen to anybody that makes it from the Big Ten besides Ohio State. But how can right you, now. how can you say that? I don't understand how you can just say that. Because none of these teams have proved that they're going to be able to do that recently. They've n- None of them have beat Alabama or come close to it. Well, they don't really play Alabama. If they did, they wouldn't. And the, and the last time Michigan that's, played that's them, just, what that's happened? Just, Michigan Thumps. got beat. 
The last but, time, but that, the last was, time Michigan State who played was Michigan, they got who was Michigan starting quarterback when they played Alabama? Okay, sure, it was different. That was Denard Rotwell. Hey, they were ranked different. number seven in the country the, that year. That's they're I'm, always ranked high in preseason rankings. That's all I'm saying is they were a top ten team. All I'm trying to say is it's one game. Has Ohio State proved themselves against Alabama? No. I mean, re- they, haven't. they haven't. So what do you? Why? Why do you think that they can just go in there and beat them? Because they proved themselves against. Who Ohio outside State, of the Big did Ten? you say? I'm sorry if I missed. Yeah, you. Ohio State. Because they just beat a team in TCU that was a pretty good team, and they've oh, been and they've TCU, been a, and really? You're gonna try? I'm, to, I'm, so you comparing I'm, them to I'm Alabama going, now? I'm going, no, I'm going with this season with, with wins that are actually impressive. Oh no! You're telling me that Michigan could go in there and win that game if they lost to Notre Dame to open the season, who I do not think is the number eight team in the country. I do not either, but I think that. First you think game Michigan? Is the first, I think first game is the first game. You're telling me a team that even lost that team could come out and beat Alabama at the end of the year. I think Ohio State could beat. I'm gonna say it again. I'm not, I. I think Ohio State could beat Alabama. Yes, I think Penn I said State that. could beat Al- Alabama. Ohio State's a team I that think Michigan under- State could beat Alabama. I think Michigan could beat Alabama. I think they could. It's but one. When was the last time Michigan? Game. When was the last time Michigan beat a team that was ranked on the oh, road? It's been, oh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't think it's gonna start with Alabama. Who even says they they're gonna play each other? You're you're saying if I'm they saying do. I'm saying if it were to happen, yes. I'm saying if, if it, it were to happen. happen, if I think if, I just if, think Michigan's if, a long way away from that, and I, I understand your point with Penn State maybe because Penn State was a team that was nearing that a year ago and then kind of fell. It off. doesn't it doesn't matter who it is, you know, out of the top tier Big Ten teams, it doesn't matter who it is. Anybody can beat Alabama. It it can just it's one game. It is one football game. You are. It is just one game. That's all it is. And I, honestly, I'm going to go. I know I'm going to say that's happened. I just think that they've proved that they're a more dominant program. That right now they're not going anywhere, and they're not going to fall off and lose to one of these teams. I think the only team that could beat them is someone out of their own conference, or Clemson or Ohio State. Are you serious? Yes. You really think that? Yeah. Firmly believe it. But why? If it's that's in the, what if I it's in a playoff stand, standpoint, but maybe why? not regular season. I don't understand why. Huh? I don't understand why you think that. The reason that I think it is because they've given me no reason not to. They've been dominant. They ha- they don't lose people when they do. It's in the national championship, and it's been to one of the teams that's been there recently. Okay, not to anybody different. So you really, they you really, someone you, really you really don't think Jim Harbaugh, Shea Patterson, Karan Higdon, Chase Winovich, no, I do Rashawn not. Gary, Devin Bush. No, because they can't beat anybody in their own conference that's ranked on the road. Oh my god! I think it would take a miracle. Honestly, a miracle. I think it could We're happen. Going I think say it, it would take a miracle. I think it would take a miracle. They can maybe make a game close for a while, but I, <laughs> but I just don't. I just don't think that they would. I don't think they could compete. A freaking miracle! I didn't really? say. I didn't say miracle. Yeah, what I is this, Angels in the outfield or something? I'm sorry, but I don't. I, I I don't think that a Michigan team could come in there and stop Nick Saban. Just to think, you were questioning this topic, team. and if we could have a conversation about it before we got on this podcast. I just today. don't. I just don't. I think you guys are crazy. I think you guys are flipping crazy. I know that it's it's one game, but how oh, it's all they've it never is. they've never showed us that they fall apart that much to lose to a team like Michigan or Michigan State. They're consistently good. I, I just I just don't agree. Right. I just don't I agree mean, that it's, you it's think fine. that you you guys are just hundred percent positive that Nobody in the Big Ten except Ohio State for it's, some I'm odd not, reason. I'm not 100% positive, but if I was a betting man, I'm taking Alabama over Penn State. I'm taking well, Alabama over Michigan. anyone's a betting man, they I, are, but you're asking me if anybody could beat okay, them. Okay, well, the whole point of this is, is that you would have enough confidence that that team could come in there and beat them. It's not that they have a chance, Evan. It's that they would beat them, that they could knock them off. 
of being on top. Yeah, I think I think Michigan could, and I think Michigan <laughs> well, no. State could. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Mich- I mean, Michigan State has been there, but when the- I think I think the team that made it and played them a few years ago is probably better than this team that just lost to Arizona State. I and, would say so too, and, but and I, I don't think you can just and thumb. You can't you can't just ship everybody, everybody in the Big Ten. Than any any quarterback is probably playing in the Big Ten right now, besides maybe Ohio State's that's been really good to start the year. Shea Patterson's not Tua Tagovailoa, and he's not winning a national championship. Oh over my him. gosh, Tua is so young. He is so young. He's so Come good. on, he is so young, and they beat TCU. Chill. They did. And Ohio State beat well, yeah, yeah, Ohio State, Ohio State, State beat, TCU. beat TCU. That's yeah, what I'm they, saying. Yeah, okay. yeah TCU. they beat them. I'm not. I'm not saying that's the reason. I think they would beat Alabama. My reason is that from past years under Urban Meyer, they've been a team that can compete with them and actually win national championships. Oh man. Oh man. You know what? I have seen nothing from Michigan to be able to prove that to me. I haven't seen nothing from Penn State to be able to can prove I, that to can me. Can I just read and you I've through? Seen nothing can I read from you Michigan through State Alabama's to be able to schedule right now? Can I read through sure, your schedule? Yeah, go. Louisville, Arkansas State, Ole Miss, an awful Ole Miss team, <laughs> Texas A&M, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, Tennessee, LSU, Mississippi State, the Citadel, and Auburn. Like okay, that's there is there There's are three not, really good teams in that schedule, or three teams that are are pretty good teams. Oh my gosh, I don't think Mississippi State is that good, and I don't think Texas A&M okay. is that well, good. Well, they might and, not play the best teams all year, but I, even when they've had not the strongest schedules in past years, they've done fine when they make the playoff. I'm just confused at where you're getting background information that they that they would lose, you know, that they would lose to any of these teams that we've listed that aren't already in the playoff or haven't been recently. My point is still that it's just one football game. That's my point. And there is nothing that I think would ever hold a quarterback like you know Brian Lewerke from going for four touchdowns against Alabama's defense. I don't think that's impossible. And I don't Definitely think could and, I, and I could see Shea Patterson having a great game and throwing for, you know, 350 and yeah, four touchdowns. I definitely can't. I could see it. See it. I unless Buster Michigan's on the same level as I could uh, see it. And I really <laughs> No, yeah, I could see it. And, All right. and I mean, really, you you don't think that Penn State could could light them up for they four could. or five they touchdowns and win a close game? Could, but I also think that Alabama could counter it and play just as good an offense. They've been in but, big games where they've but had. Didn't, but didn't Penn State almost lose to App State? So like, where? So I mean, if you're you're really trying to compare it's all not this, that they, it's not that they've almost lost to App State. It's not that okay. Teams change as the season goes later. Evan, you're not wrong there. That's, That's not, what I'm saying. I'm not even That's trying. What I'm to, saying, and I'm I, not trying to say there's anything about a chance. I'm just trying to say I just don't think any of these teams. I've proved that they can do anything in the college football playoff because they either don't get there or they, they haven't been, they haven't been able to knock anybody off to get there. I mean, who's knocking off Ohio State this year in the Big Ten? Like every other year. Anybody can do it. It's not going to happen. Oh, my gosh. It's not going to happen, he says. Well, if it does it's happen, I will love to bring happen. this back up later and talk about it's it. But I think we, I think we both hope topic. it will happen. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I would really... love more parity in college football than where it is right now. I just don't see it. I don't see oh it. Oh my gosh! And I haven't so, seen any samples got, to change you got, my mind. You're so delusional, bro. All right, I am. We'll talk. We'll talk you about it again. So, oh. Right now, we'll talk about the team that you think is going to win the national title, the Michigan Wolverines. I never said they that. They won last week, forty-five to twenty over the SMU Mustangs. I mean, another pretty consistent week from Shea Patterson. He looked good. Uh, Fourteen to eighteen, two hundred thirty-seven yards, three touchdowns. Had the one pick early in the game, but I think he'd be the first guy to tell you like that's my problem. I made that mistake again, and he and he's very he's very he seems to be very corrective with anything that he makes, any mistakes that he makes. Cron um, uh, Higdon didn't suit up, which was I mean pretty concerning. I think if you're a Michigan fan, but Chris Evans ended up getting 85 yards to lead him, but it sounds like Higdon might be coming back this week, so they're going to be okay. 
Um, are you concerned at all, though, with you know the way that Michigan kind of played in this game for a while and maybe their defense with kind of the amount of points they let up to SMU? No, not at all. I mean, you're the one that I mean, you're the one that wanted to talk about Michigan today, still. So I'm, I'm just, I'm wondering, you know, what their their what differences did we see in this game from a week ago? Uh, his name's Donovan Peoples Jones. He did play very well, and he played different than he's ever played before. His yes, route running absolutely. was excellent. You know, also, there. you saw the pass that Shea Patterson had to him. I, I believe it was his last touchdown or or his second touchdown, one of the two. Mm-hmm. He threw a threw a pass to him in the end zone. And it was a perfect pass. Peoples Jones adjusted his body. There was a lot like the one last week when they scored against Western. And it it was, it was beautiful. Seems like they're very good on that read right now. Yeah, and I and I think that's a game changer. And I think looking at at a guy like Oliver Martin, you know, he only made one catch, but if you can get a guy like him going or Nico Collins, and then once you do get Trick Black back, like the weapons are, are off the charts. I want to see. I want to see more why of I that. Think they can, that's why I think they can win. The Big Ten is they just have weapons, and when you have talent, you can beat anybody. It doesn't matter. You you can beat anybody with talent. I understand. I'm not. I'm not so saying that, you can't. That's There's definitely a chance. I'm not I'm saying a, they're the favorite, and I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying I think they definitely have a chance to do. win the they Big Ten. They have plenty of a chance to make it and anywhere. A chance to win. They have a very tough schedule, so they have plenty of teams they're going to play mm-hmm. to be able to prove themselves early in the season. This has been something we've said. I'm just I'm I'm just wondering. You know, I want to see more out of Shea Patterson than 18 passes in a game. I want to see but why. I, I, why you don't need it. You go fourteen for eighteen against SMU and you win by twenty five. You don't I want to see. I just don't need wanna, it. But you don't need it. Well, you just talked about how you want to get more receivers involved. Well, yeah. Once you play opponents where you really need well, to, throw if you want to see, if you want more receivers get involved, you got to kind of start when it's games that aren't against ranked teams. You got to get them worked into it. But why? The only person why? he threw to is Peoples Jones for touchdowns. You want to see that I, doesn't make sense to me. Again. To me, I would want to see more out of. Everybody on the team. What more can passing. you get? Michigan out of fourteen for eighteen. You don't. You don't need to. He doesn't need to throw thirty-five passes in this game. He might need to throw thirty-five, but I mean, some more to more variety of receivers. I think it'd be better if you want to see some of these guys get involved more. We we we've seen Nico Collins involved. I want to see them continue to be involved. But one game, Nico has one catch for three yards. Like that's not a big deal. I. I I think I, I just go 14, I'm not saying go, it, I'm not saying it's necessary for them to win the game or make it like he played bad. I'm just saying that I think it would be good to see them so get what, more you, involved. So what do you do? You take more away from Chris Evans and True Wilson and well, no, but you know, that, you know that Michigan can you run the just, ball. You can't, I think, you can't just get more plays. You, I mean, that doesn't that doesn't. I think happen. you know that those guys are good though. I think you know that they can run the ball and that they can do that kind of stuff. I mean, to me, I'm just I'm sick of seeing the same way that Michigan wins against these kind of teams, which is also it's not easy to air it out when you score. Over no, and over. I understand, and over. but Harbaugh's never been the kind of guy that steps off a gas pedal. He usually just keeps playing and letting his team get as many reps as he possibly can. But Patterson played till the end of this game, and he only threw 18 passes. I know. So I'm asking you, what do you do? Do you take, you know, do you take Chris Evans and take him from 18, 18 carries, carries down to and he 10? Only got 85 yards out of it. Yeah. But I you might. take him down to 10. Then he only has, you know, if you maybe don't need it, yards. if you don't need it, and you're out by enough points, which they were for most of this game. I mean, or True Wilson, do you just take away like his touchdown? And move no. him down from like eleven. Right. To right. I'm five. not trying to degrade players here, Evan. <laughs> well, that's that's te- what it seems like. I'm just telling you, you got to you got to take it's away. It's not you can't, a little you... bit concerning to you that the only person he threw a touchdown to in this game was Peoples Jones, and he didn't throw one to anybody else. Like no. when they go up against good defenses, not SMU, and they have a good cover corner, you're not concerned that you know it, it might it might have been a good idea to like you know work it around other people more to get him involved right now 
before if they I play have better teams. On, if I have Donovan Peoples Jones on my team and I know he's going to beat his his defender every time, bet your ass I'm throwing it up to him or, every yeah, time. If he's open, you're probably going to hit and him. And he was open. <laughs> okay, I get that. That's all I'm, I'm trying not, to say. I, I'm. He threw four incompletions. Yeah, I'm not saying Patterson played bad. I didn't blame it on Shea Patterson. But I think he, he just wants to make sure that like the other guys have a confidence booster. So when they get into a big game and they need other options, that they're going to be there. That's pretty much exactly what I'm trying to say. Okay, but you have to it's take. A, not but crazy. You, but you have to take. I know it's not, but you have to take away plays to get more. You can't just create more plays Evans out of do. nothing. And I know I have Karan Higdon, so I'm not worried about running the football. I'm worried about. What happened in week one with Shea Patterson where he couldn't complete drives, he couldn't do anything like that when he played against a good team in Notre Dame. He had one bomb downfield in that game. Everything else was five-yard dump-offs. Yeah, and he had a bunch of bombs against SMU for touchdowns. He sure did against SMU and WMU and all the other That's my point. You can't, you, but you can't, you can't just like <laughs> in the air nation. it out over and over and have you know, a couple incompletions and, you know, okay, maybe you throw for a touchdown on first down, right? Maybe that's what Shea Patterson does. Well, that's like, that's, you know, two more plays that you're just not going to get out of that drive because he threw a touchdown. Like, he, I, I don't know really what you want out of, out of Shea. You want to see him throw the ball more in this game. When he goes 14 of 18, you, you know, what, what do you want? 25, 25 passes? Is that what you were Wouldn't looking for? It. I don't think it would kill anybody to see more. I don't think it would kill anybody more to see. It would hurt, but what, how do you, how do you get that then? Take you, a, so you, you take away yeah, you from take Chris away a couple run. runs. Hell yeah, you take away a couple runs. But that's, you all know, situ- that's all situational stuff, Dude, if though. you know you're going to win this that's game. That's all situational. If you know you're going to win this game anyway, I'm not going to be all, mad. That's all situational stuff. I would not be mad if they ran out of, or threw it on a third and one instead of running it. That's all In a game like this. It's 100% okay. situational. I, I guess so. I'm just saying that to me, as, as somebody that watches this team, I would like to see him throw a little bit more. It's all, it's all situational. For sure. Well... Is there any changes coming here in the upcoming weeks? Do you think they're going to have any trouble with any of these teams, or is it going to be easy? I mean, I really think you got to let Shea Patterson air it out a little bit more. I think you got to see more out of him, and you got to see more receivers involved. I'm messing with you. Yeah, I can tell, Evan. <laughs> I don't know. I I just I think we need I think that they need to try that a little bit more because I think their passing game is definitely the, more of the question mark. Than well, we'll see what they do against a powerhouse Nebraska, followed up by a I mean, powerhouse yeah, they don't, Northwestern. They don't really have the competition to be able to do it, but I mean, eventually, all I'm saying is you're going to be down by more points. You're going to be losing to some of these teams on the road, and I just wonder what's going to happen when Donovan Peoples Jones is double covered, and these other guys have to make catches. That's my point. But. Anyways, enough about Michigan. We know they're probably going to roll the next couple of weeks, so it doesn't really matter. We'll move to the end of our podcast now with our stud and dud. Evan, what's your stud? Stud's got to go with Mississippi State quarterback Nick Fitzgerald. He uh, you know, he lit it up in his most recent game against Louisiana. I know, Louisiana, not a big deal. But still, two touchdowns passing, four on the ground, so six total touchdowns in a game. I think that's, uh, you know, no matter who you play, that's deserving of a stud. For sure. Elena, six foot four guard from Robbins, <laughs> Illinois, Dwayne Wade is my stud for coming back one more year. It's gonna be the best year yet. Well, it's gonna be the most uh, sentimental year, I guess. No matter for what, me. you can guarantee that. Oh yeah. If he doesn't sure. get injured again. Hey, stop. For sure. Uh, my my stud this week is uh, Hendrick Zetterberg, um, retiring at, and I just honestly you just gotta feel bad for the guy that he simply couldn't play anymore. Um, because of his back condition, and he said that he would have wanted to play more, play for a little bit longer, but 
got to do what's best for him. He's got a family, everything else. So he'll still be sticking around the Detroit area to help out, which is great. Uh, but just just my stud for a great career in Detroit. He was never the flashy guy. He was never the guy that, you know, did everything. He never had a bunch of speed. But when you hear about what other players say about him in the league, he was always a guy that came to compete. He was always a guy that made the right plays at the right times. And just one of those gritty hockey players that you love to have in your team. He, he was a Detroit Red Wing through and through. Wouldn't be surprised if his jersey got retired here in the next couple of years. He's he's that kind of guy. So see what happens with him. But Evan, you're done. Yeah, my dud is uh, Ole Miss this week. They were a team that you know came into the season with you know may- maybe some higher expectations um, than in the past. You know, just because of the star power that they lost, and just trying to you know come back after that, and they got absolutely smoked by Alabama. You know, definitely proved you know Ole Miss is is not worth a look in the in the NCAA. You know, quarterback play was awful. Seven of twenty-two, two interceptions. It it just looked bad all around, and it really wasn't to the credit of Alabama's defense. Don't get me wrong; they made plays, but really, it was just a, a, a total collapse from from Ole Miss, and it was pretty embarrassing, especially what with what they've uh they've been going through. Yeah, no doubt. That was that was really bad, especially the way the game started. So, Elena, uh, my dad is uh, the Seahawks offensive line because they just let Wilson get oh rocked. My gosh, that's a great one. I it's watched the whole game and. Man, he just had no time to throw. And, I mean, he was still positive about it after the game, kind of said, like, no, I, I think we're still working through some things and we could eventually get back to it. I don't know. I, they're, they're struggling right now. So we'll see about that. Uh, my my dud is going to be Zane Gonzalez. And if you didn't know his name, you probably knew it after this weekend because you probably watched enough replays if you pay attention to the NFL. Uh, missed an extra point <laughs> to give the lowly Browns a win finally after they went 0-16 and Silva won. Missed the extra point, so they were they allowed um, the game to still be close like that. Could have gave them the lead, would have had probably got the win, but instead they didn't. Um, and it was a tie game, and then the Saints drove down, got a field goal, and then Gonzalez had another chance. Tara Taylor still gave him a chance to kick a field goal, and yeah, it was 50-plus yards, but when you're in the NFL, you're expected to make that, especially in a dome. And he shanked it and missed it, and the Browns lost again. Did you so, hear what LeBron said? What, what is that? LeBron said, quote, <laughs> He better not say my bad. No, he better not. He <laughs> might get his ass whooped, end quote. That's honestly one of the funniest things I've heard. I am really disappointed that I did not see that. But seriously, man, like, if you're in Cleveland, you're talking about what Josh Gordon did after some of those games and they were losing. I can't I can't imagine what it's like. I was thinking about this to myself earlier today with the Detroit Lions when they went 0-16. I can't like think of times in that season when they like lost. I mean, I might be really wrong here, folks, but... I can't think of times that they lost like when it was like that, like when they were going 0-16. Like they just kind of lost by a lot of points or they weren't really that close. Like it was never like the missed extra point or anything like that. I can't think of that. Well, it's just it's just worse though that, I mean, they got rid of him right after too. Like they decided to move on and then they signed a former Dolphins kicker, Greg, jo- Greg Joseph. Like it just sucks. Like all the whole thing sucks for Zane Gonzalez. You miss this kick, then you get released. And then your team signs a new kicker, and then LeBron calls you out. It's just, it's rough. just sad. That'll do it for us this week on the podcast. Make sure you guys tune in next week. Uh, Evan and I, unfortunately, will be the only ones coming at you, but we'll talk at you more next time with my delusional self. I'm Andy. That's Evan. Alabama can be beat for sure. And make sure you guys are following us on CM uh, Life to get the podcast itself, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff. So we'll talk to you next time. I'm